0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: The Irving trade is not paying immediate dividends because Spencer Dinwiddie's been eh, and Dorian Finney-Smith can't hit a shot. Um, that, That draft pick may turn out good. But the Suns trade for Kevin Durant, I'm not mad at that one. I, you know, considering we got to the point where it had to happen, I'm not mad at that one because I think Bridges and Johnson are core pieces. And Johnson is, is starting to show stuff off the dribble. But what I liked about what he said after the game, he took a little bit of a leadership role. He sort of came out and said, look, uh, you know, we, we're supposed to be better than this on defense. I am surprised by where we're at. But at the same time, we're, we're trying new things. This team did not switch everything. We tried to install a little drop coverage and everything, and I still believe in them. You know, I still want to compete with these guys. So when you do look at the standings, there's a couple ways to take it. One is let them tank all the way to the the lottery so they get a draft pick. The other is, yeah, they lost to the Bucs, who are red hot. Yeah, they lost to the Knicks, who are red hot. Yeah, they'll probably lose to the Celtics, who are very good. Then it finally softens up, at least for a couple of games, and they get a, a little bit of a rhythm together but miami lost too and the the nets are in sixth right now a game and a half up on seventh so depending on where things go from here i don't think this is a good basketball team or a competitive basketball team obviously with any sort of hopes of of winning anything of significance but i also don't think it's probably as bad as it's been the last couple games either.
2: Yeah, and I also think it's it comes down to reevaluating what your expectations are, right? Because with this Nets team, the idea is no longer we are going to win a championship now. And the Spencer Dinwiddie trade seems to have been made with that in mind. It seems to have been a keep KD in town kind of trade, which that one hurts a little bit. I don't think necessarily that makes it innately a bad trade. I believe in the concept of who Dorian Finney-Smith is as a player, even if he hasn't shown it so far. But... When you look at the Suns trade and you look at the direction that the Nets have, frankly, been forced to go down by Kyrie Irving primarily and Kevin Durant for whatever, like, you know, longer term reasons you might want to point to, the Nets are in a very good position to retool. And if you took this team and you took this roster and you said, hey, you're a retooling team looking to get yourselves right in the offseason towards contending for a championship, no one would complain. And these losses aren't fun. Losing to the Knicks, getting smoked by the Knicks twice now isn't fun. Losing to the Bucs, blowing a lead against the Bucs isn't fun. It's not the type of winning basketball that we had been playing. But that's not who this Nets team is anymore. And if you're watching these games, you shouldn't be watching them for wins. You should be watching them for things to look for in the future. Cam Johnson, 31 points against the Knicks. He's a great basketball player. He can create his own shot. He is not just a, you know, stand and wait to hopefully hit a three-point shot like the Nets have had so many of over the last couple of years. Mikhail Bridges, in every game except for one since he's been on the Nets, has scored more than 20 points and has looked great, aside from that one, you know, kind of a stinker. And you have a lot of pieces. So I think Nets fans should just take solace in the fact that we are retooling, not rebuilding. And when, when it comes to the people who say that we should blow it up, we already have. We already have we're already down that path you're already down that road what 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 is it that you're looking for the nets to do additionally this off season is going to come and we're going to reload ourselves for another year for another run maybe with a star. and what is what what is there when you take that into account really to to expect from this nets team quite frankly
1: who, by the way, were a playing
2: team last year. I mean,
1: before, we, before we act like this was the most dominant team ever constructed, they were in the Bro, It's not out. all that different. That's what it is,
3: right? <laughs> the, the expectations are all over the place, right? The ideas of what the Nets are or are supposed to be are rangy. And obviously that happens when you have two of the best players in the league on the team. But they never played, and they never won anything either. You're also not
2: either a super team or tanking for Wembenyama. Those are not the only two options in the NBA. (laughs) 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 It's
3: not that far ranging. Like, I I look at the Nets right now like this, similar to what Hudson said. Man, whatever happens this year happens. You can be optimistic as much as you want about the future of this season, but this was never the plan. This was no one's plan. This was random, right? If you're going to be mad at somebody... Be mad at the guy that pressed the button to make this present random, right? Be mad at uh, A11 even for saying, I don't care about the Nets organization or the fans. Uh, I care about myself, first and foremost. If we didn't already know that, boom, detonate. This thing is blown up. Who's winning
1: score with Luca, by the way, I believe?
3: Yeah, I I love that. uh, (laughs) I love that there's a a Clutch Points uh, article where... uh, they, they talk about all the teams after the deadline. I should have probably clipped this. And, and like, how they're doing since the trade. And uh, I don't know if people can see this. I'll probably clip it up now so that we can put it in to the um, actual YouTube. But, yeah, when you look at the Mavs, they're 1-4, not going so but great. But should they
2: fire Jason Kidd? <laughs>
3: Right. Should are they, they blow it up? Are they all panicking? The Clippers. I mean, the Clippers are the Clippers, but it's like mm, they get Russ. And I think who was it? Somebody somebody was talking about how Russ is the difference in winning the championship. It's early, but it's getting late early. There's only 20 games left and uh, you got to figure some stuff out. I mean, speaking of that, Josh Hart doesn't want you to talk about it. But now the Knicks are seven and zero since acquiring him. As a Nets fan, I've been through 11-game losing streaks just last year in the KD Kyrie era. The year before, there was like an eight-game losing streak. They're in one right now, and they're in a rut right now. We're going to find out who wants to be here, who wants to play, whether they want to play for the name on the back of their jersey, their own pride, or they want to play for the front of the jersey. And uh, that's all you can really look at is like who's competing, who's giving effort, and I think a big topic of conversation that came up last night was Jacques Vaughn. So let's start there. I mean, the, the Nets go into the garden. They get smoked 142 to 118. All types of career records, uh, team records, NBA records. <laughs> were getting broken 47 points by the Knicks in the first quarter. That was, I think, the most points scored in the NBA this season. And a lot of people are looking at Jacques Vaughn like, wait, didn't this guy just get an extension? And this is the effort that the players are giving. This is the defense that they're playing. So let's start with Jacques Vaughn. Are you feeling differently right now about the fact that this guy is extended until 2026, 2027? Shout the Nets Kingdom. I've been sourcing a lot of uh, clips from my guy AJ's Twitter. He writes, Brooklyn Nets have not won a game since signing Jacques Vaughn to an extension. What are your concerns going forward about Coach JV? I'll start. I look at Jacques Vaughn and this extension as premature. I think he already had like the next year like this. It wasn't just this half a season or like just finishing this season after Nash. I think they did already, um, you know, give him next year. But then they just added another like four years. And I think that was premature. And I also think that it was a wholesome hire. Right. The Nets want to repair their image. And Jacques Vaughn is positive and he's fun and he smiles and he's always got this energy about him in the post game. So the Nets said, Yeah, we've got the toxic guys out of here. No more Katie and Kyrie. The face of our franchise is Jacques Vaughn. And Nets fans, you can expect to see him till
1: 2026, 2027. Your thoughts? Yeah, I don't think this is on Jacques Vaughn. Uh, I really don't, for the most part. I, I, th- I like Jacques Vaughn. I think you need some stability as a franchise in an organization. Uh, you need somebody to oversee where they're, they're at right now and where they're getting to. And uh, at the same time, it's Joe size money. So, like, if, if they want to fire him, they can still fire him. They just got to pay him. It th- Indeed. Mean, Indeed. Yeah, it it's not permanent. <laughs> um, the, other, the other aspect, it's not like Ben Simmons' contract, right? The other aspect of it is there are some small criticisms I have. Sometimes I think people confuse lack of purpose with lack of effort. And hearing Cam Johnson talk last night, I wonder if some of what looks like lack of effort is guys it not innately registering second nature what they're doing in specific situations. And against NBA talent, when you're not making those decisions, boom, boom, that can look like lack of effort because it's indecision. So I want to see how they they do after a few games together and and after this humbling that they've had. My biggest critiques of of Jacques Vaughn are are small rotation things. Number one, Joe Harris should never play again. Um, Neither should Seth Curry. Those minutes should go to Yuta Watanabe and to Edmund Sumner when he is back. This is a team that can use some point-of-attack defense. Jalen Brunson is just destroying them every time they play. That's where Sumner comes in. He also... Add some punch uh, as an athlete, as a guy who goes straight to the rim. Watanabe brings energy and he's a better shooter than Joe Harris. Uh, I mean, maybe not historically, but right now he is. The other thing, and I'll keep going back to it, Cam Thomas should be playing with a long leash with the ball in his hands. I know he screws up sometimes. I know he's not completely consistent, but that's why you have to let him play through those things. I would have him on the floor as the starting point guard next to with not the ball in his on. Yeah, He's an that's- old school guy. He's a
3: veteran in the NBA. He's looking at these veterans and a young guy like Cam Thomas and saying, hey, you're 21. It's your second year. You're not there yet. We're going to go with experience.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.